Hi, I'm Paul Levinson, and this is Light On, Light Through, Episode 7, TV Roundup, The Field in Mid-November. Well, we're in the November sweeps. This is one of the months in which advertisers decide how much their commercials on TV are worth, how much they're willing to spend on them. And so the networks, and in fact, all of TV, are more attuned than usual to getting the highest possible ratings or the greatest number of viewers. Now, I realized the other night uh, that my TV viewing can basically be divided into three categories. At one end, I drop whatever else I'm doing. I rush home early from dinner, put aside writing a blog post or listening to a podcast or making a podcast to watch a TV show when it's broadcast live because I don't want to miss a minute before I can see the show. That's how much I love it. At the other end... I'm feeling as I look at the TV show that I'm wasting my time and just about anything else would be more enjoyable or productive or of more value or interest to me. And then there's everything else in between, which translates into I like a show enough to tape it and watch it later, catch a replay, but not enough to let it direct the schedule of my life. So with that in mind, here's how I see the current TV field. I'll be talking about Battlestar Galactica, Dexter, Heroes, Kidnap, Lost, The Nine, Six Degrees, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, and The Wire. And because I have a lot of things to say about some of those shows, this podcast will probably go on a little longer uh, than the usual length of lightonlightthrough.com, but I hope that's okay with you. Battlestar Galactica. Well, as I've mentioned many times, I think Battlestar Galactica is the best show on television right now. The show took a daring turn last season, introducing a radically new plot thread at the end of the final episode. The thread was wrapped up almost completely in the first part of the current season, which was another unexpected move. I had lunch the other day with Bob Hughes, who's an entertainment reporter for the Wall Street Journal. We had a great conversation in which I mentioned that I thought The Wire was the best show on television about the real world because Battlestar Galactica, which I think is a better show this year, is science fiction. Hughes looked at me and replied, Battlestar Galactica is about the real world. And of course, he's completely right. The show is so good that not only do I put aside everything else to watch it, I'm almost willing to do the same for the many blog posts, message boards, and podcasts percolating about the show. And in fact, one of the uh, podcasts is one of the promos that I play at the end of Light On, Light Through. So listen to that, and there are many other good podcasts as well. And in fact, just a few days ago, I got an email from a new message board, BSG Lover, BSG as in Battlestar Galactica Lover, and that's a really cool new board as well. So the show is really getting out there and people are talking about it, and it's good to see that something with such high quality is being appreciated. Next, Dexter. And by the way, I'm doing this in alphabetical order. So Dexter with a D comes after Battlestar Galactica. Dexter is Showtime's new show about a serial killer who takes out other serial killers. 
and I think this is so far the best new TV show on television. Michael C. Hall, of Six Feet Under fame, plays the part of Dexter to chilling, sometimes even humorous, perfection. I've never quite seen anything like this on television. A serial killer with a social conscience. He has trouble relating to people. Of course he does, because he's so detached, but he's still nice to his girlfriend. Heroes. This is NBC's surprise hit, which had a nice recent cover on Entertainment Weekly. It's a sort of X-Men meets Unbreakable, but it's more charming. Now, the highlights of the show are a great Japanese character with a realistic, at least as far as I know, portrayal of Japanese culture, a single mother who does webcast porn, and a literally indestructible cheerleader. Now, unfortunately, not all the heroes are quite that interesting. Still, there's enough that appeals to me that I'll keep watching. If not always on its prime showing on Monday nights, then its replay on the Sci-Fi Channel on Friday, two hours, by the way, before Battlestar Galactica. Kidnapped. Well, the merciless dictates of ratings first caused NBC to move Kidnapped to Saturday night. And then to a life solely on the NBC.com webpage. Well, at least that's better than what happened to Coronet Blue, the classic fragment of a lost TV series from the 1960s. You probably never heard of it, but don't worry, I'll likely be doing a podcast about Coronet Blue on some quiet evening sometime in the next couple of months. But meanwhile, Kidnapped has intelligence, style, subtlety, and it deserved better than this. Though who knows, maybe life online is not such a bad life these days. Lost. Well, it came back after a disappointing second season with a pretty good third of a first season these last few months. But I don't know, the show could have been better this season too. The flashbacks had almost no new information. The action in the original camp was boring. Mixed into this were some excellent threads about the others, about Kate, Sawyer, and Jack. But the show still feels to me like it's in a little bit of trouble. You know, we're still without answers to most of the crucial puzzles of the first season, such as why characters who presumably met for the first time on the doomed plane had intersecting lives years before the plane crash. I wrote a blog post on this about six or seven months ago, and uh, if you go to www.myspace.com slash twice upon a rhyme and look in the archives, uh, take a look at that blog post and let me know what you think of it. Next, The Nine. Now, this show uh, was right on, is still right on after Lost. But truthfully, the possibility of even one new message or email waiting for me is enough to pull me away from this show. The main problem, I think, is the show hasn't really progressed very far since the bank robbery which got the ball rolling. I suspect the nine will soon have fewer than nine viewers. Six degrees. Well, that's another show that started off pretty good, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Like Heroes, it has an uneven mix of very appealing and somewhat boring, obvious characters. But it lacks the sparkle of Heroes, and its New York City ambience 
is not as good as the streets on Kidnapped. Next, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Hey, bring back 77 Sunset Strip from the late 1950s. Here's what it sounded like. 77 Sunset Strip. Well, the music sounded better than that. Anyway, Studio 60 had a few good moments, but I think the Aaron Sorkin banter weighs heavy. Now, a lot of people hate this show. And I got to say that I don't this dislike this show as much as do some critics. But NBC skipped a couple of weeks for this show, and I barely knew it was missing. So I have a feeling that the Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip will soon be closing for good. And finally, in this roundup, The Wire. Now, you all know how much I enjoy this show, and though this season is not the best for The Wire, because Stringer Bell is missing, it's still outstanding, superb television. And that opening song, Down in the Hole, every season I'm a little annoyed when The Wire puts up a new version in the opening credits, a new version of Down in the Hole. There have been four so far. But every season, after three or so episodes, I'm liking the new version of Down in the Hole the best. So, there you have it. I'll have another roundup of the best and worst in television in the next few months, by which time Jack Bauer will likely be back on the screen. But speaking of The Wire... You may remember last week uh, I did a uh, podcast on The Wire without Stringer. And uh, I also told you about uh, some new ways of contacting me and getting in touch with Light On, Light Through, including our new email address. And uh, you can write to me there at paullevinson at lightonlightthrough.com. And because that's what's known as a catch-all email, doesn't even matter if you misspell my name. As long as you get lightonlightthrough.com right, it will come to me. Well, anyway, I was delighted to find uh, some email from me on November 7th, 2006, uh, at 6.22 a.m. I wasn't up that early, but uh, the reason why the email was uh, timestamped so early is it came from England. And it came from Idris Elba, who, of course, plays, played Stringer Bell uh, on The Wire. And let me read to you this uh, email that Idris sent to me. He says, Paul, I just had to take the time out to drop you a line to say that it is an absolute honor to have such a scholar like yourself dedicate an entire podcast to me, my music, and my role as Stringer Bell incredible dissection of what made followers of The Wire gravitate towards my character. My music is about giving that same heart, but with my very own script. I remain intensely inspired by and dedicated to the fact that my contribution to film and music can, does, and will continue to transcend the usual boundaries. Your support, therefore, is very much recognized, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. We have a great deal to talk about. Cheers, Idris. Well, I don't know about being such a scholar, as Idris said I am. 
Um, but I can certainly say that uh, not only his acting, but his music is really superb. And I hope you do uh, give it a listen. Uh, Johnny Was is his current song. As I mentioned last week, you can hear the whole song free uh, on Idris's MySpace account, which is www.myspace.com slash Idris Music, I-D-R-I-S-M-U-S-I-C. Now, other than email, you can also contact me at the Light On, Light Through hotline by calling 206 203 2615. And if you leave some voicemail for me there, it gets delivered to me uh, as an email, and then I can put it on uh, light on, light through. And I, got, I did get this uh, unusual message that someone left for me yesterday. So let me uh, play it for you right now. I mean, really, tell me about podcasts. Podcasts? I'll tell you what I know about podcasts. Podcasts are broadcasts made by pod people. I found them in my backyard, and they look just like me. But fortunately, I, able to, I was able to get to them while they were still webbing on their eyes, and I burned them. And as soon as I'm finished with this interview, I'm going out on the highway and hopping on the back of a truck and shouting, you're next, to the passersby. I don't know. I tried to turn that up as high as possible, but it might not have been all that clear he seemed to be talking about pod people, um, and I think that was Gary Wolf, who was a very eminent science fiction critic. And if I understood him correctly, he was talking about uh, podcasts being made by pod people who are slowly taking us over. Anyway, uh, you might want to take a look at the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and there might be some more information there as well. Um, now let's, uh, get to, well, what is certainly one of my favorite parts, uh, of Light On, Light Through, and I hope it's yours as well. And this is where I play a whole bunch of, uh, promos, clips from various other podcasts, hopefully none by pod people, um, but by, uh, some very interesting people on some very interesting, uh, topics. First, though, let me uh, mention a podcast to you called The Future and You. That's The Future and You, and the you there is Y-O-U. You can uh, hear it on thefutureandyou.com. Uh, and that podcast is by Steve Cobb. And um, the reason why I know so much about this podcast uh, in my own immodest way why I'm talking about it is I actually was interviewed uh, on the current episode of The Future in You. It's a really nice, long, leisurely podcast, about two and a half hours long. And even I don't talk that long, but I'm there at the end of the interview, pretty much at the end of the podcast for about 15 minutes or so talking for the most part about my experiences on the O'Reilly Factor, how I went head-to-head with Bill O'Reilly several times. And by the way, if you're interested in seeing what that looks like, you can uh, go onto YouTube and do a search on my name, Paul Levinson, and you'll find about 14 or 15 video clips, uh, at least two of which show me and O'Reilly going at it. So we had a good time. And, oh, wait a minute. Here's another voicemail that just came in. Hi, this is Mike from the Mike Thinks Podcast. And when I'm not recording my own podcast or watching Battlestar Galactica, 
Always make sure to listen to Light On, Light Through with Paul Levinson. Love the show, Paul. But now let's get to the promos. These range this week from MikeThinks.com, one of the savviest podcasts I've come across about new developments in the worlds of technology and politics and just about everything, to the Jersey Todd Show, hilarious, to uh, a few promos about some of the very television shows that I was just talking about in the television roundup. So sit back, enjoy, and I'll see you next time. Check out the Mike Thinks podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? If you are, you need to check out the Combat Information Center. It's available at www.allenlight.com galactica. That's www.allanlight.h.t. dot com slash Galactica. It's your one-stop source for all things Galactica. Do you enjoy science fiction and fantasy literature? Yeah. Are you interested in trends within the publishing industry? Sure. Then you need to check out the Adventures in Sci-Fi Publishing podcast. Really? That's right. Early episodes feature interviews with Ray Bradbury, Paul Levinson, R.A. Salvador, and more. That's awesome! Don't take my word for it. Go to www.adventuresinsci-fi-publishing.blogspot.com and subscribe today. Or look it up in iTunes. Prepare, Prepare for, for the, the adventure. adventure. Sometimes questions are more powerful than answers. How is this happening? What are they? Why them and not others? Why now? What does it all mean? In a world where ordinary individuals I was at a bar. I had a beer. Begin to discover their unique abilities. I think I can fly. Ten people from across the nation will chronicle the events as they unfold. I'm going to be here. Guiding fans from all over the world deeper into the extraordinary lives of heroes. The Ninth, a Heroes Netcast. www.heroescast.com Also available on iTunes. In a world full of hopelessness and despair, only two guys had the power to deliver the world from certain destruction. Nathan and Carlos are Podcast Pendulum. Doing things only a small amount of podcasts had done before them. Only they can save the world. Watch it all unfold at podcastpendulum.podomatic.com. Just one more book, please, Dad. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm Andrea. 
We do a podcast called Just One More Book. A podcast about the children's books we love and why we love them. Because we're crazy about kids' books. This is the best. Three times a week, we go to a coffee shop in our neighborhood, and we bring a children's book that we love from our own collection. Amazing style, like the way she puts her words together. We talk about why we love the book and how our daughters experience that book. And they're just killing themselves laughing, and they're just in total suspense, and it's a complete page-turner. We interview authors and illustrators. Hey, this is E.D. McHenry. This is Lee Edward Fody. Play listener-submitted reviews. It's my favorite book. Talk about how and where to find great books. One of the big secrets to our gorgeous book collection. The great books you may not have heard of. The ones that aren't prominently displayed at the big box stores or on Amazon.com. They were just so in love with this book. Oh, yeah. They were just hanging off every word. And all the characters, Oh, too. yeah. You can find our podcast at justonemorebook.com. <laughs> I got him. The Mr. Science Show, your weekly prescription of popular science. We talk about the science you want to hear about in a social context. For more stories and for the podcast, check out mrscienceshow.com. I'm Mark West, looking forward to seeing you there. Have you been injured listening to average podcasts? Have you been the victim of pod faders? Have you been fraudulently induced to listen to a podcast that has substandard pod safe music and a really lame host? Then I urge you to subscribe to the Jersey Todd Show at www.jerseytoddshow.com. When another podcast is responsible for your podcasting injuries, we will work to provide you with the best podcast experience available. Jersey Todd is a real New Jersey lawyer, but has no desire to waste your time talking about the law. On the Jersey Todd Show, you'll hear a unique mix of pod-safe music with the best rants on the net. Just listen to one of our satisfied listeners. I used to subscribe to them podcasts with that there iPod. After five minutes, my ears hurt. Oh, then I got smaller earbuds. Now my ears don't hurt so bad. And oh yeah, I listened to that Jersey Todd show. That's some fine listening. Or listen to our celebrity endorser, Matthew Ebel. Hey, this is Matthew Ebel, and I've been listening to The Jersey Todd Show with Todd from Jersey. And it's okay. So if you're in an accident or injure yourself at work and you're injured really badly and there's blood and bone everywhere, you should call an ambulance. Chances are the ambulance driver is listening to The Jersey Todd Show. www.jerseytoddshow.com 